0: welcome to mini episode 201 of real life ghost stories and i have one spooky story for you today and this story comes from september the 7th 2022 and the story comes from lana this story is coming from my uncle randy he is one of the biggest skeptics you could ever meet if i didn't know my uncle and i heard this story i would never believe it but as crazy as it sounds this is a very true family story The weekend before Halloween 1978, my uncle Randy and his cousin Alan were Brooklyn boys working as wallpaper installers in homes around the New York City area. They accepted a weekend job in Long Island, somewhere between Amityville and Ronconcoma. The drive was about an hour away, but it was a good pay and Alan's sister lived close by. The day they left, it was raining all morning. They took Alan's brand new Cadillac and headed on the highway towards Long Island. As they were getting close to their exit, the car went into a tailspin. Their car went over the embankment and landed perfectly on the other side of the highway in the other direction, almost like an omen to turn back while they still could. They arrived in the afternoon and pulled up to a beautiful old Victorian mansion. A couple from South America had just bought the home, and they hired a contractor to get it fixed up before they moved in. Because the house was empty and being renovated and it was a huge job, they were hired to spend the weekend there alone working on the wallpaper installation. The first night at the house they started to hear their paint cans banging around like someone was lifting them up and dropping them over and over again. Footsteps were heard up and down the large spiral staircase and a strange howling noise was coming from somewhere inside the house. My uncle and his cousin were so weirded out they went to their car and got a baseball bat for protection. I know it sounds weird to have a bat on hand but being a baseball player and a Brooklyn guy he always had one around. The next morning they finished wallpapering the kitchen around an empty spot that a sink would soon be put in. They took a break and my uncle took off his button up shirt and folded it neatly and hung it on a chair. They both sat on the counter to chill out before their next project. That was when they heard water running. It was coming from the area between them where the sink was going to be installed. The only problem was, there was no plumbing in the house yet. They shrugged it off and started to talk business when they started to hear footsteps again, up and down that huge spiral staircase. Then the sound of windows being opened and shut, opened and shut. It was now getting dark and they were so freaked out that they decided to get the hell out of the house and drive 15 minutes away to Alan's sister's house for some holy water before they had to spend the rest of the night in that house again. As they were leaving, my uncle grabbed his shirt that he had folded neatly on a chair and tried to put it on, but he couldn't get his arms through. The shirt's sleeves were completely buttoned up. My uncle never buttoned the sleeves of his shirts and he was in sight of the shirt the entire time since he put it down. Now even more freaked out, the guys ran to the car and turned the key, but the car wouldn't start. This was a brand new car. There was nothing wrong with it. After messing with the key for a couple of minutes, they finally got it running. They pulled out of the driveway, and it was now completely dark. As they were driving away, they saw all of the lights in the house going on and off, flickering in all the different rooms. They returned later with the holy water, but it did no good. It was the same thing again, paint cans being dropped, steps on the staircase, windows opening and shutting. They wanted to call the contractor to quit the job, but they knew they would get in trouble. So they decided they had to stay another night. Day two, they were working in the living room on a very high 12-foot ceiling. As they were on top of the ladders, they both felt a sensation of being pushed, like something was trying to shove them so hard the ladders actually jolted and moved. Luckily, neither of them fell. Later that evening, my uncle was working on the ladder and he asked Alan to throw him the sweeper, a wallpapering tool on a pole. Alan said, I don't have the sweeper. They both looked across to the window to find the sweeper on the windowsill, rise up, levitate and drop right in the centre of the room. Freaked out by what had just happened, they peered out the window and saw orangey red flashes of light that looked like fireballs going off across the lawn. They decided to leave again. They got in the car, turned the key and surprise, surprise, the car wouldn't start. After a while, they finally got the car running and they left for Alan's sister's house. They called the contractor and told him that they were done and that they didn't want to go back to the house. The contractor was pissed and he yelled at them and told them if they didn't finish the job, they would be sued and they would get into a lot of trouble. Unfortunately, the guys felt like they had no choice but to go back and finish the job day three they were hanging a tacky 1970s wallpaper with geometric diamond shapes in the bathroom. They worked really hard and did a perfect job so they moved on upstairs to work on the bedroom. My uncle had a regular AM FM radio on playing the popular station in New York at the time, WABC. They played contemporary music so it would have been whatever was popular in 1978. All of a sudden a weird, creepy type of chamber music started to play from this radio. He quickly changed it back to the pop station, but minutes later, the creepy music came back on again. He decided to turn off the radio. Later that afternoon, the contractor was coming by to check out the work. The guys were finishing up the last parts of the house. As they were working, they always had razor blades on hand, like all wallpaper installers. They would toss them down from the ladder as they were working. Every single razor blade landed straight up and formed a line, extremely bizarre. The contractor arrived and he first inspected the bathroom. He yelled at them and asked them what the hell they did to the wallpaper. Inside each diamond shape on the paper there was a black dot in the centre. The guys were in disbelief. They knew for a fact that they did a perfect job and there was no dots on the paper when they put it up. They all looked at the roll of paper left over and there were no dots on it. It was unexplainable. The guys said they were done, they didn't care about the consequences and they were leaving the job. The contractor was pissed and once again threatened them saying that they would be sued etc. The contractor took his massive book of appointments and info that he called a secretary book and placed it on the railing of the spiral staircase and walked upstairs to inspect the rest of the work with my uncle and Alan. When they came back downstairs the book was completely gone. They were the only ones in the house and it completely disappeared. The contractor was in disbelief. The book was never found. The next day my uncle was home when he got a call from the contractor apologising. He told him if his book didn't disappear right in front of him, he never would have believed them. He told my uncle that he went to the Hall of Records that morning and found out there was a murder-suicide in that house just a year or two before the new owners from South America bought it. Needless to say, they did not finish the job. Sadly, cousin Alan passed away a few years ago, but until the day he died, if anyone even mentioned the house around him, he would tell them to shut the fuck up and refuse to listen because he was so freaked out about it. My Uncle Randy still doesn't believe in the supernatural. Okay, Uncle Randy, babe, you were in this house of all hell breaking loose, of all freakdom, this house of weirdness. And you're telling me that you still don't believe in the supernatural after experiencing all of that? So firstly, you've got your car goes into a tailspin on the on the freeway on the way there. The world telling you, you should not be going to this house. Turn yourself around and go back. And then you arrive in this big old empty Victorian mansion. It's a huge job. And you hear your pain cans being like picked up and dropped over and over again. And that's a really specific noise. That is a specific noise. You're going to know what that noise is. You're going to understand what that noise is. It's almost like the house was echoing back the noises that the two men were making. So, paint cans banging around, footsteps going up and down, strange howling noise, less so. But what was that howling noise? Was it like the howling of an animal? Or was it like the howling of wind somewhere? Like, Or was it the howling of a person? Because I can tell you I would not be able to rest until I found the source of that howling. And I appreciate that your, your uncle and your cousin decided to check out the house and see what was going on and couldn't figure anything out. And you know what? I, I don't find it weird at all that somebody had a baseball bat in their car. Don't find it weird at all. There seems to be so much going on in this house. It's like it's like the house itself was alive with all the noises and things levitating and the sound of the water when there's no plumbing in the house. Like It sounds like a mixture of something almost sentient, and then echoes of time within the house itself. And you know what? Those are brave men that they went back in that number of times. They are absolutely brave men because I don't know if I'd be able to do it. I know I talk a good talk, but when it came down to it, if I was in that house trying to work and all those weird things were happening, I don't I don't know that I'd be able to do it, to be really honest. But you definitely, I mean, if I was your Uncle Randy or Cousin Alan, I would... <laughs> and the contractor came around and was like I'm going to sue you for not finishing the job blah 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 I would be delighted that the ghost fucked with him absolutely delighted I'd be like see don't want to say I told you so but uh, I definitely told you so Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and thank you to Lana for sending in your wonderful story. Remember the last story came from September the seventh, twenty twenty two. If you are dying to send in your story, you can send it to real life stories podcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website, real life podcast.com And if you are desperate for extra content, you can sign up to patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories, where for five dollars a month or two dollars a month you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall